0: And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Joining us now to talk markets, Ted Seifried with Zader Ag Hedge. Ted, great to have you back with us, sir. Let's talk a little bit first about the soybean oil complex and the soy complex in general. Saw a big sell-off in bean oil to round out the week last week. And of course, a lot of that, kind of a perfect storm, it felt like. A lot of factors coming together and a lot of it tied to the final straw, so to speak, was the EPA's RFS announcement and a lot of folks in the biodiesel industry not happy with that announcement. So talk about what you see in bean oil and the soy complex in general as we wrapped up uh, last week's trade.
1: Yeah, Jesse, and and actually even before that announcement came out, Malaysian palm oil was down pretty sharply too. So it, it, it was, like you said, sort of the perfect storm happening there for soybean oil. Funds were really rather long, right? So when you get a a fundamental change, uh, or, or, or a big fundamental input like that. And you get this sell off a lot of times fund liquidation happens in days of three. So not surprised to see that happen Thursday, Friday, and we'll have to see what happens on Monday. Um, but really, you know, the EPA announcement, um, this EPA, the Biden administration had been talking about, you know, biofuels, and, and and the expectations were that we were going to see a big increase in the RFS mandates, uh for biodiesel and predict in particular the problem is though is that unlike like a WASDI report or a quarterly grain stocks report you don't have this survey of analy- analysts um where we have these published numbers where we can say here's the range of expectations uh here's the average expectation and then when we see the numbers we can compare there was really nothing to compare it on um the market did the comparisons for us you could see how disappointed the market was because Really, the increases that are are coming for 2023, 24, and 25 are really very marginal. And and that was really against what the overall market was thinking, even though we don't have those average trade guesses. Uh, And so there you go, you have this, this flush out happening in soybean oil. Soybean oil has been a very strong component of the soybean complex, much more than it has been in years past because of the strength or the value of soybean oil. Uh, so when you have that flush out, that's definitely going to affect soybeans, and we certainly saw that on Thursday. Now, on Friday, soybeans tried to come back a little bit, which kind of predictable on a Friday after a big move on a Thursday. You know, whoever was selling into it on Friday might be thinking, oh, I'm going to take a little bit of profits uh, in <laughs> front of a weekend during a weather market in South America. Um, somewhat to be expected. So you know a little bit of strength uh, in in soybeans themselves and a little bit of strength in meal uh on friday yeah okay uh that's to be expected but i don't know if we should read too much into it uh if the soybean meal or i'm sorry if the soybean oil continues to come under pressure um you got to think that the soybeans would be very vulnerable as well and that soybean chart you know it's funny because just wednesday we were knocking on a breakout to the upside But then, you know, by the end of the day on Thursday, we were threatening a breakout to the downside. So, you know, we're we're, we've been really in a tight range. We are going to break out one way or another. The question is which way. You've got sort of conflicting things going on because we're still worried about South American weather. That Argentinian forecast I think got a little bit worse this week. Central Brazil is a concern. Uh, So we have our concerns. We have had some pretty decent export sales. There are some bullish components to the soybean market. However, do understand that we are trading some elevated levels and. If you have some of these bullish fundamentals, i.e. the biodiesel uh, aspect of the soybean complex starting to turn, well, it means that we can still sustain some of these bullish fundamentals and also justify some lower prices. And that's something that I really want to emphasize and make people understand that, you know, 1450 soybeans, that's not a given. It really isn't, (laughs) even with some dryness in South America and relatively decent export sales, especially when you compare it to corn.
0: How about this corn market, said It felt like plenty of chart damage seen there. What are your thoughts in the uh, corn market as we wrapped up the week last week?
1: Yeah, so, you know, corn has some bullish fundamentals similar to soybeans um, in the sense that we're we're concerned about South American weather. Uh, our crop didn't end up as good last year as what, you know, we had originally thought. Um, you know, Ukraine is, isn't going to be at full force, certainly for a while. Um, but there is a lack of urgency in the corn market uh as compared to like the soybean market and you can see it in the form of export sales and and, you know some of us want to sit here and say yeah but this isn't the main sales season for corn that could come later brazil had a good second season corn crop last year so the global uh the global importers haven't had to turn to us just yet uh, it's sort of uh, pushed back our export season and that those exports might be coming, especially if there are some big problems with Argentina or Brazil's second season corn crop. However, you have to look at the export sales because if global end users were concerned, then you would see those see these sales coming back in. And that might happen at some point. Um, and, and maybe it's, it's something that has to happen on a corn chart to create that sense of urgency to get these guys motivated. But for right now, they're complacent They are perfectly happy to sit on their hands and not come in with those bigger purchases, which to me says that they're not completely concerned um, about, you know, big losses in South America, at least not just yet. And without that global demand, without that, 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 um, that, that, that vote of confidence, I suppose, from the global end user, it's really hard to argue that our exports are going to be there with this pitiful pace that we've been on. Um, so it is a really big factor. I mean, again, there are some bullish aspects weather, so on and so forth, but without that sense of urgency out there, you're not going to see that reflected on the board. And so maybe the market's going to try to find those exports with lower prices and, you know, corn could not for the life of it, get up and over, close up and over that 200 day moving average. And again, that, uh, that means that we're not creating that sense of urgency. So now we try the downside and then we break some very key support levels. And now it looks like we have this sort of uh potential flush out that we're to the downside that we're staring down uh, a gap below us that we left back in july um and even those those lows that we had for mid-july those might come into question here pretty soon so if we don't do something to create a lack of urgency in corn it looks like there's downside potential in the near term counter seasonally seasonals haven't worked they didn't work for harvest lows and things like that so i think you got to take that that um that that seasonal chart and, and crumple it up and stick it where the um, where the recyclables go. Um, you can't rely on that. This is a different year. We're at different price levels. You know, the corn chart right now doesn't look good. The price action feels bad. Export sales continue to be pitiful. And again, I think that's the main thing that you need to watch. Uh, South look South American weather is something we need to watch. Uh, but that South American weather has to trigger those export sales for us to say that sense of urgency has come back to the market.
0: Well, we appreciate the time and insight as always. And you can learn more online at With that, Ted Seifert, Zaner Ag Hedge. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Jesse. We'll talk to you again real soon.
0: And again, that's Ted Seifert with Zaner Ag Hedge with a look at the markets after last week's trade. That's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.